Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. And we go to the telephone. We've got our historian and best-selling author, Alan K. Patch, with us today. And Alan, there is a lot uh, going on with the anniversary uh, here pretty soon. A lot of different things going on. Uh, Talk to me a little bit about the uh, Pearl Harbor attack, December 7, 1941. Uh, Great to be back with you, Jiggy. Yeah, you know, this is an important date in our nation's history, and I'm going to take a little bit of different tack with it, though, and and I'm going to talk about uh, the Prime Minister Tojo uh, from Japan, because he's the one that's largely held responsible for ordering this attack on Pearl Harbor. So, so let's learn a little bit about him, and I'm going to tell you something at the end, Jiggy, that you've never heard before about Tojo, uh, so that's, uh, that's going to be our show for today. Fantastic, fantastic. We've got Alan K. Patch with us today. He joins us live. And uh, as he mentioned, Japanese Prime Minister Tojo during WW2, and uh, we're going to be talking about what happened to him after the war ended and all sorts of different things. Now, what is Tojo's background? Well, you know, he comes from a military family. His father was of the samurai class, and, you know, eventually he graduates from Japan's military academy in 1905. You know, at that time, you know, you, you swear allegiance to the emperor, and sort of submission to the state, almost very drone-like, um, Jiggy, you know. Um, but anyway, over the next decades, you know, he develops this, this uh, anti-Western attitude. And part of that comes from the idea that they didn't, Japan didn't feel they had equal status among all the nations and suffered from sort of racist attitudes. And, um, and one of the reasons for this is during the time of the League of Nations, which was the precursor to the United Nations, it actually didn't um, pass. Uh, but during the League of Nations, uh, during the negotiations, Japan, um, you know, put in a proposal that all nations should be created equal, and President Wilson vetoed that. So they kind of had this bad attitude, and then on top of that, in 1924, they banned all immigration from Asian countries. So his attitude became fixed sort of early on. We've got Alan K. Patch with us today, akpatchauthor.com. is the official website. Check it out today, akpatchauthor.com. Great Christmas gifts are available at akpatchauthor.com. Now, how did he become to power in World War II? Well, you know, um, they, they, uh, they started this war in Manchuria, and um, he became a major general in the Manchurian War in 1934. But here's an interesting thing. He took command of, of the Japanese secret police, the Kampatai. Now, now, if you've ever watched this TV show, um, it's not a TV show, actually. It's a cable show on Netflix, I think, or one of the stations. Anyway, it's called The Man in the High Castle. And one of the characters there is the head of the Kampatai uh, in that show. So people, I, I mean, I recommend people watch that. I actually enjoy it. I think the last season has just started. Um, but anyway, he moved up the ranks, and he became known as the Razor because, 
you know, he had a very strict and detailed personality. Um, so he moved up the ranks. He becomes prime minister a couple months before Pearl Harbor. And uh, it wasn't just him that voted to attack Pearl Harbor. It was pretty much, you know, the whole cabinet. So they went ahead and um, attacked Pearl Harbor. We had, we had mil- we put military and um, material embargoes, you know, for oil and things, because they had a, I mean, they were, had these atrocious wars going on with China and Manchuria. They did horrible things there. So anyway, we, we put embargoes on them. And uh, they decided to attack Pearl Harbor and started the war. But, you know, during the war, he's responsible for all these atrocities. I mean, he was the one that, uh, you know, they also hold responsible for the comfort women, which was the forced prostitution. The prison of war treatment was horrendous. Um, Seven times the deaths of the German um, in, in the German camps. Um, and they said, uh, you know, that 27% of, of, of Allied prisoners died in those Japanese war camps. He also proved biological experiments on the PNWs. And it was just, you know, so many atrocities on civilians uh, as well. And he was very vilified. I mean, you know, they had caricatures of him, um, and they kind of put him on the same level as Hitler at the time. So a pretty bad character. Alan K. Patch with us today, akpatchauthor.com. Check it out today, akpatchauthor.com. Now, what happened at the end of the war, Alan? Well, you know, um, there's a great movie out, uh, The Battle of Midway, um, that's in the theaters right now. Uh, I recommend people uh, go take a look at that. But after Midway, he started to lose face a bit. And then finally, when we took the island of Saipan in 1944, you know, he uh, resigned as prime minister. And when the war ended in uh, August 1945, soon thereafter, he tried to commit suicide when, when they went to uh, capture him and put him in prison. So he shot himself in the chest, but the doctors got there in time and saved his life. And so he stayed in prison for a long time. He went, underwent trial, and eventually uh, they sentenced him to hang, um, which he did on December 23rd, 1948. So you know, over three years after the end of the war. But here's what I want to tell you. This is, this is uh, the story that nobody knows about, Jiggy. Well, break it down for us, Alan. Well, here he is. He's in, prisoner. He's in prison, and uh, he doesn't have any teeth. He needs a new set of dentures. And so they tell this Navy dentist to go make him a set, and he does. And what the Navy dentist does is he inscribes in the acrylic inside the denture, remember Pearl Harbor. Isn't that great? Can you imagine? Um, but eventually they discovered that the dentist did this, and he got in a lot of trouble. And, and so it's just kind of interesting, uh, at least from my point of view as a retired Naval officer, to realize that uh, this dentist went and put Remember Pearl Harbor in the dentures that Tokyo was wearing. That is fantastic. Well, Alan, talk to us about your uh, your books and everything. Well, you know what? Yeah, um, a great idea for uh, Christmas gifts. Uh, you can go to Amazon and go to Passage at Delphi, which is the first book, and start with that one. And uh, this is an adventure series, Jiggy. It involves time travel. Um so it's part thriller and a bit of romance thrown in, but that is the place to start. And um, go 
and look up Passage of Delphi and, and start with that book. Fantastic. Well, Alan, I appreciate it, and we will talk to you next week. Thank you, my friend. Okay, Jiggy. Talk to you then. Appreciate it. There he goes, Alan K. Patch. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo, and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.